0: This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. My name is Melanie. I'm an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. My name is Kimberly, and I'm a registered dietitian. And we have back with us again today, Frankie Krigsman. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me again.
0: Absolutely. And you are a lifestyle educator, certified personal trainer, certified life coach, and certified behavior change specialist, which is a lot of things. Yeah. What are you not? Just
1: kidding. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a realtor. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> oh, that's just
0: the next step, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's my next certification, I guess.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, welcome back. We're glad to have you again. Super exciting. Yes. Can't say you're our new hire anymore. You've been here long enough that you're just a just a hire now. So hey, yeah. you
1: enough, are normal. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> normal. <laughs> my normie.
0: Oh boy, that's not what, what I is-
1: meant. <laughs> you're extraordinary now pick on Kimberly
0: let's go okay <laughs> Well, I thought it'd be kind of nice to start with something just to you know like to share a little bit like what's what what brings you joy today Kimberly you want to share what brings you some joy today I knew I was gonna go first um, of course you were the first thing that popped into my mind was my breakfast like I made mean, time to like sit down and like make a nice breakfast which I don't Ooh. always do it's more grab and go for me mm-hmm. so I'd be lying if I said that did not stick out in my brain as something that Ooh. brought me joy oh you i love that yeah love i love breakfast um i just made some like fancy ish toast with some nice bread i got and some scrambled eggs and veggies what made the so. toast fancy well don't judge me but it's pumpkin <laughs> oh. i like pumpkin okay <laughs> did you add pumpkin spice i super <laughs> did not know but <laughs> <laughs> it was enough in the bread for me <laughs> okay okay frankie What what's your, what brings you joy today what about you
1: um. Yeah, that's a good question. Woke up uh, about 20 minutes before my alarm went off, which is always a, a win. You know, Ooh, start off yeah. the day right means I feel like I'm in sync with my circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um. But oh, you know what? I'll do you one even better. Um, my uh, my kiddo Bella, which is a black lab mix, she wasn't doing too hot yesterday. Aww. She uh, she threw up. She wasn't feeling good. So I got her some uh, canned uh, pumpkin for her stomach because uh, mm-hmm. that thing was rumbling all over. Pumpkin. And then, Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a theme today. Okay. Oh, it sure is. It sure is.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I gave her some uh, yesterday, like a couple times throughout the day. This morning, she woke up um, and just was going crazy around the house. As soon as oh. I opened my door for my room, she was just flying around. I was like, oh, good. She's, she's better again. The crazy yeah. self. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love to hear that. All right. What that brought me joy today? Oh, so we have so with my house, we either can park in the garage or park on the street. So, of course, I was like, I'll be nice and let my husband park in the garage. Uh, so I parked on the street. And as I walked up, the cat saw me. So I opened the door and they greeted me at the door. Like the cat ran across the top of the couch like, hi. And I was like, oh, they love me. <laughs> they have emotions. So that was a wonderful part of my day is being greeted by cats. So... <laughs> That is a good special.
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like they aren't like void of emotion. They just can't show it. So you know, it's a good feeling when a cat likes you, which is uncommon. True. So you know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when you know you've made it when a cat likes yeah. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess we should get into business now, huh? Uh. So I am really excited because I know nothing about this. So this is really cool. So Frankie here is going to talk to us about Yin Yoga.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yin yoga is—it's wow. Another begin, certification, honestly? right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I—I I guess before I get into Yin yoga, um, let me just explain how I got uh, into Yin yoga. For sure, for sure. I want
0: to know that. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: So back when I was living in New Jersey. Um, I was teaching a lot of fitness classes, uh, training a lot of clients, and um, doing a lot of Spartan races. For those that don't know what Spartan races are, it's kind of like extreme hiking with obstacles. Uh, Needless to say, I was pretty active throughout the week, Uh, and this went on for a, a few years for sure. Um, and I and I couldn't I couldn't slow down. It was hard for me just to be still, to just, just to stop. And my I started to experience adrenal fatigue. Um, I started gaining all the weight I lost. Uh, I was uh, just lethargic. I I had brain fog, didn't have an appetite. Uh, I just wasn't you know the lights were on, but nobody was home. My body was literally breaking down. And this accumulated over time. It didn't happen overnight, but it's how I did it for so long is beyond me it's a miracle honestly oh so i started taking some yoga classes uh like anyone else would right hey you know let's do some yoga and do some hot yoga and, and some flows and and all these different things and and that was cool and all but it was still work you know my muscles were still tired uh especially hot yoga i felt like i was stretching in like um like a sauna, you know, so I was sweating a lot. Yeah, I was lightheaded walking out of there. I mean, I've seen people pass out in that class. So I was like, this isn't really helping me rest. You know, this uh, mm-hmm. This isn't it. And then I had tried a class one day. Um, it was called Yin Yoga. And it was very restorative, the instructor told me. I was like, oh, I mean, I could, I could use a little restoring myself here. Okay, let's see what this is mumbo jumbo's all about. So I took the class and uh, it was phenomenal. I, I it was the first time I felt my body and my mind actually slow down to be present in the mo- uh in the moment, uh where I wasn't thinking about the next thing I had to do, the, the next class I had to teach, the next person I had to train or all the things I did prior in the day. Like it just helped me to be still. Uh not to mention I felt super lucid and and, and flexible after that as well. So I was so fascinated by yin yoga, I kept taking the class, and um, needless to say, I, I got certified uh, with yin yoga level one, got even so, more attached to it, and I'm like, feed me more, you know, more, <laughs> feed more, you know, and then I got level two certified, and then I got level three certified, all by the, the same instructor. She was kind of like my fantastic. mentor. Wow, but, okay. Cool. So yeah. So that's how I kind of got into uh, to yin yoga. Um, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. yeah so cause I never even
0: heard of it. So I was like, how would you even get into something that I've never heard of, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when a lot of people talk about yoga, it's the traditional yoga class. You, you go through a flow or a vinyasa, you know, or things like that, or like hot box yoga or stuff like, you know, where it's just like, you know, uh, or, or, or was that the one guy, Bikram, Bikram mm-hmm. yoga, which kind of, made that very popular with the, mm-hmm. the, the sweaty yoga essentially.
0: Yeah. That's like, I knew that because, because of a friend who was also certified in Bikram yoga. So I was familiar with that aspect, but like, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a yogi technically. I don't, I I don't frequent classes as often as I would like to. And so therefore my knowledge is like, woo very limited.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that's how I got into yin yoga. Um, and, um, and ever since that, I've been teaching classes, uh, not so much now, um, presently, but after I got certified, I was teaching a class. I kind of formulated on my own. I called it R and R, which stands for, um, recover and reggae, which i would go through the yin yoga poses
0: mm-hmm. or
1: saunas as we call them, and I would play reggae music, and it, was, and it was right by the pool where I was working. And so everyone loved it. I mean, I had like some days I had 50 people. Other days I had a hundred people in the class all surrounding the pool. Wow. Oh, that's super around. neat. And oh, it was, awesome. it, it was a vibe, honestly, that the reggae music, the relaxation, mm-hmm. you know, the benefits of the, the yoga itself, plus the, the sound of water trickling in the background uh, helped a lot of people. And, and you know. It's just, I, I, I should have kept doing it when I moved out to the West coast, but you know, global pandemic happened and then everything yeah. just kind of got flipped upside down.
0: Yeah. You say doing mm-hmm. yoga by a pool. I'm like, that sounds like a San Diego thing. I've ever heard that. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really does. It really does.
1: Yeah. Um, so what is yin yoga? Yeah To answer your I am, question.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of like waiting for this. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go.
1: <laughs> You're like, go on, go on.
0: <laughs> Tell us more.
1: So, yin yoga, uh, also known as Tao yoga, um, is a yielding passive meditative practice that complements the other half of yoga.
0: Meaning, Ah.
1: yoga flows, that would be the yang. Yin yoga, that would be the yin.
0: Ah, okay. Interesting.
1: Now, on a physical perspective, uh, you could say, okay, well, one, is focus on the fight or flights. The other one is focus on the other nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest. That is what Yin Yoga focuses on, anatomically. Yeah. Not only that, um, it also helps you with your brain waves. So your brain goes through certain frequencies throughout the day, depending on what you're doing, how many tasks you're trying to manage at once. When you do Yin Yoga uh, and you get into that meditative states, it helps you get into a theta state, which your brain waves. Theta state is very calming, it's very relaxing. Other known as, uh, if you ever heard of like a when you're in the flow or you're in the zone, mm-hmm. you kind of lose track of time. You don't know if it's speeding up or slowing down. You're just dialed into what you're doing. You're present. That's what uh, theta state is all about. It's your most creative state. It's your most relaxing state. And you're very, very just in tune with yourself at that moment.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the kind of yoga I like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like my life is chaos. And so that sounds like it's right up my alley.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what you do in a yin yoga class versus a regular yoga class is you're utilizing your body weight and gravity to essentially ease bones away from bones that way, your tissues that bind them are stressed or tractin, um, which in static holding positions versus the difference between when you're doing regular uh, exercises yeah. or yoga classes where uh, you're using your muscles through repetitive movements.
0: No, oh, that makes sense. I, I, funny enough, I just had a discussion about like static versus dynamic stretching today. So I was like, oh, static stretching. Wow. it's like just talked about that.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah.
0: For the for those who are unfamiliar, static is like you hold the stretch for a long time. That's the static mm-hmm. versus um, which I wouldn't call yoga necessarily dynamic stretching, but dynamics like you know if you're watching the Olympics and the swimmers like slapping their backs with their arms across their chest, you know that's dynamic stretching. Or soccer players swaying a leg or something. Yeah, I always think of static stretching as the kind that we're like, huh, and then you like hold your <laughs> breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me great, anyway
1: that's
0: such a great description
1: yeah yeah i feel like when i was like 50 pounds heavier when i used to bend over my chair to tie my shoelace i felt like that was a static stretch because i couldn't really breathe and then i came yes. back up after i tied my knot i was just like facing all right yeah
0: oh, done for the day okay yeah
1: good warm-up warm
0: yeah well that's really cool so I guess, like, another question I have would be, or well, I guess the first question, really, aside from what it is, which I now know. Um, so, like, for example, one of the things that I always seek out if I do choose to do a yoga class is, like, restorative yoga. That's almost always what I'm looking for. But I've never heard it called yin yoga or tao yoga. It's only ever referred to as restorative. Now, I'm wondering, is that just yin yoga that's just not called yin yoga? Or is that, like, another part of it, like, a different type of yoga that's just literally restorative yoga?
1: It honestly depends on the asanas or AKA okay. the poses that you're doing. Okay. Uh, res- restorative yoga can be, uh, another name for it would be yin yoga, of course. Um, this is generated from another side of yoga called hatha yoga. Hatha yoga is very similar to yin yoga. However, to give you an um, example, right? If I were to be in an upward dog, Mm-hmm. on the floor where my back and you know, my spine is curved, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm holding myself up with my arms. That's considered uh half the yoga because okay. I'm stressing my muscles. My muscles are going to get tired from holding that position.
0: So you're working against gravity, really?
1: Exactly. Gotcha, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I'm fighting, I'm fighting gravity and I'm involving uh, exertion force. Um, you know, that it would be no different from me holding myself up in a plank, my hands or my forearms. Mm. There's some part of me that's actively, uh, you know, trying to stay in that position where yin yoga, um, or maybe considered restorative yoga as well to other, depending where you go, I'm using my body weight and gravity to, to do the work for me. So I'm literally just laying there passively, not actively.
0: Gotcha. So, that okay because that's what i was wondering too because like that's what i've noticed sometimes i pick restorative like this is work and i just wanted to stretch like i didn't i didn't want to do this um so okay good to know now i can look up yin yoga if i'm looking for yoga videos online thank you i have a a solution Mm -hmm, to that mm -hmm. what -hmm. a day i think i'm gonna do that today thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome well keep in mind when you do yin yoga there, there are certain parameters that you want to follow to really get the the, the fullness of um, uh, or the benefits, if you will, of yin mm-hmm. yoga to properly uh, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily use the word stre- stretch more like lengthen yeah because uh, stretching implies that you're active, you know you're actively forcing yourself in a certain position where um you know lengthening is just it's just kind of creating space in your body. And a lot of that's focused around your, your muscle fascia. Um, not just your muscles, but your connective tissue. Now here's the kicker with yin yoga. You need to hold the pose at least a minimum of two minutes. Bare minimum. <laughs> oh, this, yes. So yeah, this that's is the difference. <laughs> yes. So this this is the, the difference between static stretching, right? Versus Yin Yoga, static stretching, (laughs) right, right. Well, static stretching—you could actively, you you could be standing and stretch out like a hip stretch or something where you're actively applying force to that. Um, But most people don't stretch for you know two minutes at a time. They're maybe doing ten to thirty seconds the most, Mm -hmm. uh, or they're pulsating, you know, making a little bit of an active stretch. But with Yin Yoga, what happens is when you're stretching to a certain point of your body. It's going to get tighter and tighter the closer you get to your end range of motion. That's your muscles protecting you from snapping, essentially, because your body just doesn't bend that far. However, once your body recognizes that you're in a no parent danger and that you're getting into this calming state, this, this passive state, this pose, what happens after that two minutes is... Let's say you're at the edge of your your range of motion. After two minutes, whatever that position is, as you're breathing, you'll actually fall deeper into the into the pose. Once okay. you get deeper into the pose, that only happens after about two minutes. You go past stretching the the muscle or lengthening the muscle rather, and now you're focusing on all your connective tissue, your tendons, your ligaments, you're creating space between the bones and your joints. Um might even get oh, okay. a little bit of tingles, right? The 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 analogy I like to use here is kind of like when you're in that pose for that long, so it cuts off your 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 blood circulation, depending on your hips and your shoulders or whatever part of your body you're utilizing. But it's kind of like taking a garden hose, when it's on, and then you just kink it.
0: Oh, the, okay.
1: And then what happens when you open it back up? It's a just rich surge of water, just 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 flies. Same thing happens with your blood flow.
0: Ah, okay. Okay, cool. So is there, like, um, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is I've definitely seen some yoga poses that I straight up know I cannot hold for two minutes. Is it, like, <laughs> is there beginner-friendly ones? Like, Do you know what I'm saying? There's like, you like, said, this oh is yeah. like, an advanced yoga practice. Honestly, my first thought when you said, like, hold a pose, I was like, oh, my God, I've had an instructor who may hold pigeon pose for what felt like an eternity, <laughs> and I almost died. I almost died. I'm still here though. So it's okay. But yeah, good. good. We made it through, but still.
1: Yes. Yes. Pigeon pose is actually a, a yin yoga pose as well. I love if that you just Yeah. Yes. However, however, uh, there's a lot of different modifications that you can do this depending on what level you're at. Um, okay. Yeah. So if you're like at a beginner level, let's say you're doing a pigeon pose, I might put a, a bolster in front of you and have you just put your, your elbows on that. Well, so you're not sense. actively pushing up off the floor with your shoulders, but you're just resting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't need a bolster, maybe, you know, you put your elbows like on some yoga blocks and just hang out there. Um, that's another option as well. But the same way you modify certain workouts um, and certain exercises to, to accommodate your body's needs the same thing you would do in a, in a yin yoga class. So I wouldn't say there's like a, Hey, this is an, an advanced class versus a beginner class. It's just kind of like, there's the class, make it your own practice, do what works for your body yourself. yourself. Um, everyone's going to be at different levels and just be intuitive. Listen, listen to what your body needs, but also don't give it everything it wants.
0: Yes. Love that. Meet yourself where you are kind of thing. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I like that a lot, actually, because, of course, you know, people who listen to this might go, oh, that mm, ah, holding stretches long time. Mm, not a fan. Uh, and then you say, no, just modify it. It's OK. I think that might be mm-hmm. a little more inviting to folks who are novices at you know, yoga, because I think a lot of people when they see yoga, I mean, I've heard this like from patients of mine who have just been like, oh, I can't do that. I, like, I don't know how to do handstands. It's like, I don't either. So, like, I don't know why you're scared, because I do yoga all the time. And I've never done a handstand. Nor do yeah. I really want to. I'm afraid of like falling on my head. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Oh <laughs> well, lucky for you, there are no handstands in uh, yin yoga.
0: That's the yoga <laughs> for me, it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like or crow pose. I don't like either of those two. Uh...
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, crow pose is another active pose as well that where you are trying to, or a crane, you know, anything where you're trying to push up your body or sustain that.
0: Your, it's like a baby handstand. Like you're not fully mm-hmm. elongated, you're just like a little ball, and you're like, oh, "I'm just upside down, but on my hands." And I can't, I can't do that either because, again, falling on face. So it's like, "There's yeah. the ground. It's right there." So I just nope, nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope, not gonna do that. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Oh shoot. Well, with Yin Yoga, you're honestly you're on your stomach or on your back for eighty percent of the class itself.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. i figure there's probably not a lot of poses you can do outside of like forward folds and stuff like that with standing since, you know, going up is working against gravity. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Anything standing, you're actively engaged. So it's, it becomes less of a passive uh, practice mm-hmm. and more of an active practice. Gotcha. Um, and if that's the focus, you know, I mean, that's kind of falls into the line of yin yoga if that's what you're going for. Um what I like to to practice myself and, and, and the type of uh, yin yoga that I uh, taught was focused around uh, people that are very active or inactive, um, but either the, the, the problem was the same. Tight hips, tight shoulders, or lack of mobility <laughs> in either or. So a lot of my poses were focused around the hips and um, the shoulder girdle.
0: Okay. So with the tightness in the hips, like this is a phrase I've heard very commonly. It's like your hips carry your emotions. I don't know if you've you've heard that before, but I've heard a lot of yoga instructors like use that in their practice. And I was like, do they? Or is it just that I sit too much? And I'm curious your thoughts on that.
1: <laughs> so what's funny that you bring that up is that um, emotions... So- So with a yin yoga practice, you know, and this is going back to, you know, uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. um, There's a belief about just how the body and the mind works in general. And it has been shown that the psycho-emotional affects the physiology and the physiology can affect the psycho-emotional. So, yes, depending on where you're feeling certain pain and tightness in your body. It could be correlated to a certain emotion that you're hanging on, um, uh, you yeah. know, to. But at the same token, it's not to say that's why, you know, you have pain there. It could also be because, you know, you sit down throughout the day long periods of time, you know, at a desk job, and then now you're just hips are tight because you're constantly in a seated position. That could be a possibility too. So if you're being evaluated to, to see like why, um, you know, it could be one of the two. Uh, but yin yoga is going to benefit you regardless whatever the, the situation is.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't yeah. had a doubt so far. This is so cool. I mean, I, I, I knew there were various different types of practices out there. Like I just did in the specifics. I don't have a certification in yoga. That's That's not my specialty, unfortunately. But I guess like for accessibility things, like how would one find yin yoga like because i've because again i've never heard of it so i don't know like how they would find it outside of like this podcast or you in particular but like is there you know like are there youtube videos like how would we find a yin yoga class
1: um i guess you could uh google it just type in uh what i've seen out here in san diego area is um, it's a lot of people focus on the Hatha yoga, which is a little bit more active, yeah. but some people do apply, uh, the, the, uh, more of a Tao practice, which is more of the passive practice itself. Um, okay. I, I don't think I've ever seen it labeled as in yoga, except for one place. And I spoke to the instructor and I, and I met her and I was just picking her brain and we were talking and stuff. So there's very few places that term it as in yoga. But if okay. you search keywords like hatha yoga or uh, restorative, restorative yoga, yoga yeah. I again, though, it depends on where they got certified through and and what mm-hmm. actual version of yin yoga they they've been trained in. Is it is it more hatha or is it more tao? Because they're okay. they're very similar, and they definitely you blend somewhere in the middle. But they both have their uh, different sections, if you will.
0: Okay, so, like, if one person was to approach an instructor, let's say, at a gym for what they see as a restorative yoga class, what should they ask the instructor to determine if they were looking specifically for something within the yin realm versus the hatha realm? Like, how would they be able to ask a question like that?
1: I would just ask the instructor, um, are we going to be on our feet uh, more so today or more on our backs and stomachs?
0: Okay. Okay. That's a simple way to simple. ask it. I like yeah. that because I was I was like, oh, are you going to say something hard? <laughs> is it hatha or is it restorative or is it right, uh... right?
1: <laughs> to to break it down most simply, that would be the best way. I love that. I mean, if somebody asks me that, my my next question, you know, would be, Well what kind of yoga are you looking for? Like, what what are you what are you expecting? Like, what what are, what is it that you want? Other instructors, just me, and Mike. That's a very uh specific question mm-hmm. um but they could just be concerned with you know a lot of the times people will let you know hey i might not be able to do all the poses because i i got knee surgery last year so don't feel offended if i you know that usually people are very verbal about yeah. that um that's the best way to find out if if the class is uh, what you're looking for
0: okay awesome that's so that cool <laughs> I know. That is cool. I love that you can speak to your own experience and how it, you know, like moving our bodies always has benefit, but I love that you could even feel like the physical difference. Like it sounded like even after just one class for you. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, you know, you don't remember all the poses that you do in that Mm -hmm. first class, or at least for me, but I remember how it made me feel. And and I wanted more of that. I needed more of it in my life because I was just spinning out of control. I was doing a lot, you know. I, like I was saying, I was starting to experience adrenal fatigue. I went to the doctors, and, and you know, like all my levels were jacked up, all my biomarkers. And and he just like, <laughs> you you're out exercising, you everything that you're eating and doing. Like you, you need to slow down. You need to take like a month off and just chill. I was like, oh geez. And uh, oh, obviously, one that's very active, you know. Um, it's like the worst thing you could say is, Hey, don't do any of that stuff. <laughs>
0: uh, I've been there, totally it like is you. not fun to hear that. And you're like, No, this is yeah. my life, so yeah, uh, gosh, I mean, I mean, this is also a prime example of why like periodization is such an important thing in terms of training. You don't want to be doing something 100% of the time, all the time, like you got to take time mm-hmm. time off. And mm-hmm. yeah, I would say yoga is a great way to like take that time off of focusing on other parts of your body because there are like. I get the, that conflict that I think a lot of people might get where it's like, but this isn't cardio or this isn't strength training. Like this isn't what I'm trying to do. And that can be so frustrating because you're like, maybe you can't do it for some reason or you're having that time off. But one way, I guess is a cool way of approaching it. The way I think of it is like, well, it's okay to change things up from time to time. And it's just a time that we're changing things up for now. And then we'll see where we are in a month. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome man, any other cool things about yin yoga that I haven't heard about already? Like, this is super cool. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a wealth of things that you could talk
1: about. So I don't know if you guys ever heard of terms like chakras or meridians. I've heard of chakras like
0: before. Me too. Mm-hmm.
1: We well, It's speaking in terms of like prana or chi or, in other words, you know, in our scientific and anatomical world, energy, mm-hmm. right? We're all made of energy. Uh, so essentially, chakras are like the energy wheels in our body. We have seven of them, root chakra all the way up to our crown chakra. And meridians are the energy pathways to the chakras. So think of it in terms of if you ever went hiking and you saw a stream of water and then you saw, um, you know, it, it goes down to the water, you know, a little, a little, maybe like a foot waterfall down to another patch of water, and then maybe another patch of water, starts at the top, goes all the way down to the bottom. However, I'm sure you've seen it as well, where there's so much rocks or or shrubbery or stuff where that water, it gets blocked, so it can't go down. So everything underneath it is being cut off from the rest. So metaphorically speaking, this is what happens with um, certain meridians in our body. Um, Okay. It gets blocked off. So what yin yoga poses do, again, because this is tied to the emotions or this is tied to something on the uh, physiological side, um, it opens up your meridians so it could feed the energy pathways and the blood flow to those chakras. And each chakra is associated with different emotions. So Back to what you were saying earlier about, you know – you know, if I'm hurting in a certain area, is it, is it like something physical or is it something emotional? Well, after a little bit of evaluating and assessing, it could be emotional or it could be physical. It, it depends on your lifestyle, honestly, but the, the, the physical and the emotional are, they're, they're connected and people kind of like separate them. Uh, for example, if you're super stressed out, what well, usually happens you get stress right up by your shoulders, right behind your neck, and you're asking yourself – because you're not thinking that your emotions are tied to that, but you're like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe I slept wrong. I got a stiff neck. I hear oh. that all the time. Yeah. You're <laughs> just stressed out. It's yeah. stressed out. Um, people with uh, knee issues, right, a constant knee pain mm-hmm. in the yin yoga world, that's a sign of um, big ego. Interesting.
0: What they, okay. What, that yeah, That is interesting.
1: Yeah, pride and ego. Inflexibility. Why? Because if you're very prideful and you have a big ego, you are never going to bend down on your knees to worship anything higher than yourself. Oh. So your knees take the blunt force of that. So you get cloggage uh, all around your knee joints, all in your uh, collagenous fibers there. Hmm. Um, now, I mean, some people believe that, some people don't. Um. But what I can tell you, though, is I've literally seen people during a yin yoga practice, um, at me teaching, other people teaching, I've seen people literally start coughing up a storm or start crying in the middle of a uh, class or have wow. to just get up and and walk out or they fall asleep. They fall asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is someone snoring in the back? Like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I brought my buddy to a um, a yin yoga class one time and my mentor, uh, she was teaching. And all of a sudden I hear somebody snoring so loud. And I'm like, "What? Is that my friend? Is that my buddy? And you know what it is? It's because, I mean, think about it. He just fell asleep in a room full of 20 to 30 strangers. Do you know how relaxed you have to be in order to do that?
0: Pretty darn relaxed dare to, yeah. say. <laughs> to feel that
1: comfortable that relaxed that just so you just let go, you let go of your control, you let go of your mind of thinking about the the future or the past, and you just stay present in the moment uh, and these are normal reactions too. I have people you know crying, you know talking about certain things I mean I should say also that during these classes as well. Um, depending who the instructor is, I know for myself, I would uh, communicate different uh, dharmas and and nidras, which are kind of like monologues. Uh, So when people are in certain poses, I'm kind of explaining why we're doing this pose and what it's going to help. And then I, and I tie that back to like a parable or analogy about life. So it gives them, it kind of plants a seed, a new perspective in their head about a certain situation in their life. And sometimes I'm talking directly to somebody because after class they'll come up and they're just like, you know, what you said about the caterpillar and the butterfly. I just, oh, I, I just, I knew you were talking to me directly. This is what's going on in my life, and and I don't even know who they are, you know, complete strangers. But it's just like it's exactly what they need to hear. Um, yeah. So. Them being in that pose releases those emotions when it if it comes to like an emotion of like grief, anger, jealousy, strife, things like that.
0: Wow. Oh, More than like, physical benefits only. Exactly. That's cool. It's a mind body experience, truly. Truly. Yeah. And oh. gosh, you know. We, need to, we don't have enough time for this. Gosh darn it. It's, it's about that time. <laughs> it's true. Oh, God. It's, it's already been 30 minutes. Let's just buy wow. it. Okay. That's it quick. goes by fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I'm so thankful that you came on to talk about yin yoga today. That's Seriously. so cool. Now I know something. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool, well, too, because we'll be able to point... Point people that direction, especially, you know, now that we know more about it. Before I would have been like, What? So (laughs) we can help our our clients, our patients, anyone we're working with, like, hey, this sounds like something that might be up your alley. And like, even though we not be maybe professional in our own expertise, it's at least a direction that they can take, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I uh I would say the, the the last thing to leave you with is just um I guess the best way to describe it is thinking of it like a sponge, you know? Uh when people don't do a lot of movements. It's like a sponge that dries up. It's super Mm -hmm. crunchy. And if you try Mm -hmm. to move it, it breaks, right? Well, it's the same thing that happens with our body, whether it's a muscle or tendon or ligament. However, when you stretch and you do, you know, different things like yin yoga, uh, you're lengthening the muscles and the ligaments and all the fibers. Uh, That's like soaking up the sponge again. So you could move without the pain. Um, and that's honestly what I see the most of is just lack of mobility and flexibility because lack of movement, people's ends.
0: Yeah. Fortunately, we're very sedentary. So yeah, lack of movement in general would definitely be an issue here, but yeah, well, yeah. that's awesome. I love that sponge analogy analogy too. Actually, I was talking about like hair ties, like for women. Cause oh yeah, everyone knows what hair ties do, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's, hey, That's a good one too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say like, you know, a lot of people may not get it but it was whatever um but anyways well thank you again for coming on today frankie glad you were here yes thank Um, you for for having me yeah and then for everyone who's listening make sure you like share subscribe uh comment below if you're watching this on youtube reach out to us if you want to like ask questions or anything like that um but until next time everybody bye
1: see ya